I wanted just to take a few minutes, a short time today, a short devotional to just encourage us um, this Thanksgiving season. You know, our level of thankfulness, you know what it does? Our level of thankfulness reveals to us uh, the state and health of our souls. The Apostle Paul describes in Ephesians of of being filled with the Spirit and and what that's all about. You know what's fascinating about that passage in Ephesians 5? When he talks about being filled with the Spirit, he doesn't talk about what you might think being filled with the Spirit looks like. He doesn't talk about emotional, ecstatic experiences. He doesn't even point to the kind of more miraculous sign gifts or or miracles. Do you know what he points to? He points to thankfulness. When he describes what being filled with the Spirit primarily looks like, he says thankfulness. He says this, Do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's when Paul thinks of being filled with the Spirit, which Christians are to be constantly, he says the primary sign of that is thankfulness. A thankful heart. A thankful heart is a Christ-centered heart. A soul that is in communion with Christ regularly, filled with the Spirit daily, realizing over and over again that all is of grace. All is a gift. And when Paul points forward to those who have a peaceful heart and mind, he doesn't point to the absence of trials. So on the first hand, it's a, 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 thank, a, a being filled with the Spirit's a thankful heart, but a peaceful heart, he doesn't point to one that has the absence of trials. He points there, too, of a heart of thankfulness, even in conflict, a peaceful heart. Colossians 3.17, as we heard read today, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. When we do that, we have a peace. Philippians speaks to that peace, a peace that passes all understanding. Thankfulness is really important, really important. It points to the spiritual state of our soul, uh, our willingness to have peace, and it's the primary marker, Paul says in Ephesians, of what it means to be a spirit-filled person. The chronicler in 1 Chronicles that we heard read recorded this passage of David's psalms for people that were living in the post-exile world in Jerusalem around 400 B.C. They were people who had they'd really seen their best days. They had, were looking at those in the rearview mirror, at least they thought. The best days were gone. They had been captured, exported, exiled. And now at this time, as the chronicler writes his book for them, many had returned. But they had lost so much during that interperiod inter, inter, uh, inter there. They were living as recovering exiles. Much like us today. Maybe you feel that your best days are behind you or our best days are behind us. And maybe you feel that nostalgia for the past is the only way to go forward because you look back at those days. But the chronicler in in the Psalms that he pulls together from David says the way forward is worship. The way forward in life is worship, actually. That's how we move forward. 
in good times, in bad times, and in, in hard times. He describes in the passages we heard read that worship is, is, is this form of transformative engagement. It changes us, actually. Listen to some of the phrases from the passage that was read about this engagement with God. The passage said, seek God. Sing to Him, which we've been doing today. Glory in Him. Find Him as your source of strength. Remember Him, the passage says. Remember His promises, the passage says. Remember His covenant, we heard read, which we've been going through in our Genesis series. And then, once you've remembered, once you've rehearsed all those things in your heart, the second half of the passage goes on, sing, declare it, ascribe it, worship the Lord. Speak these things. Say these things. Let it transform you from the inside out. Worshipful engagement with God. Do you remember what I said? I think it was last week in our, our, our sermon. I talked about the fact that we are all like the little boy. Remember that? Whose truck was broken. And he cried and he cries and he cries for his daddy to fix it. Fix my truck, daddy. Fix my truck, daddy. And, and as he keeps crying, his father gets a phone call. His daddy gets a phone call and he answers it. And he comes back to his son after the phone call. And he says, son, a rich, distant relative has just died and left you $10 million in the bank. It's all yours. He's gifted it to you. You can buy, son, as many trucks as you want now. But what was the response of the little boy? But daddy, I want this one fixed. And he keeps crying and crying and crying when all the riches in the world are available to him, to us. You see, we have to sink ourselves daily. You have to do it daily into the riches of God that he's deposited for you. We have to seek him daily. We have to remember him daily. That's what God does with Abram that we've seen in Genesis. Time and time again, remember the promises. Remember the covenant. Here, I'll even show you how committed I am to it. Cut those animals in half. Remember that, Abram? That's what the chronicler is doing for the post-exilic community in these passages that we've read today. He says the way forward is worship. Worship that turns to thankfulness. Even if you don't feel it today, sometimes just going even through it, sometimes we say going through the motions, do you know what? That's okay to do sometimes even as a Christian when you're having lukewarm faith or not feeling thankful, sometimes just the practice of doing it. That's why just showing up here on this Sunday morning, even though you're in one of those five rooms and it doesn't feel normal, it's valuable going through the practice and habit of doing it and gathering with God's people transforms us. So don't think it's a waste even if you're down there in room 11 and you got a few people or room 1 and 2 and you're thinking, wow, this just doesn't feel the same. It matters. You got up out of bed, you got in your car, and you came here. It's transformative. The way forward is worship. And it's not just thankful for the physical, but even more so for the million-dollar bank account that's full of Christ's merit and grace and mercy for us. And even in the hard times, 
some of you might be saying, okay, well, that's easy to thank him for the good things, but what about the hard things? You don't know the year I've had, Jeff. That might be your thought today. You don't know what I've been through. I want to encourage us during this season, because we've all had tons of hard things happen this year. I know it. Is it possible that we can see those hard things even as means to trusting him and being reminded that we're not self-sufficient? I'm not self-sustaining. You know, many times God uses those hard things that way. He doesn't love to see you suffer. He doesn't love to sometimes see us squirm like we feel, like he's just zapping us, you know, just waiting for us to mess up. He doesn't love that, but he does use it, those trials. Remember he said to Abram a couple weeks ago, I am your shield. Sometimes you might think, well, he's not a very good shield then. Look at 2020. Look what he's let through the shield. Here's a way to think about it. What if the things he's let through the shield actually are the shield? (laughs) What do I mean by that? What if the things he's let through the shield are actually the things that are reminding you and protecting you from turning from him, from becoming self-sufficient, from thinking that it's all in my own power? What if the things he lets through are actually the shield? Alexander Solzhenitsyn, I think that's how you say his last name. You maybe have heard of him. He wrote a massive work called uh, the Gulag Archipelago. It's about his, um, about his journey and his story and his time of being uh, in prison in Russia during the communist era. I've been reading a book on that recently, so we've had a couple examples of that recently. And he was there in prison for years, tortured and uh, put under excruciating circumstances. And yet, In his book that he wrote about the history of that and revealed much to the world of what had been taking place behind the Iron Curtain in that massive book, he said this. Listen to what he said about his time in prison. He said, I turn back to the years of my imprisonment and I say, sometimes to the astonishment of those about me, bless you, prison. Bless you, prison, for having been in my life. In a sense, thank you. Thank you for what I went through. How do you say that? How do you say that to the hard things in your life when you look back in the rearview mirror, thank you? What if the challenges of 2020 are just there to make us more resilient? Make us more resilient for maybe what's to come, to thicken us up a little bit, to strengthen us to let us look back and go someday, God, thank you for what I went through because it transformed me and it took me to places that I never thought I would be with you and trusting you in deeper ways that I never thought possible and knowing you more intimately than I never thought imaginable. And when we practice that gratitude and that thanksgiving, you know what it produces? Peace in the midst of trials. Assurance of salvation. Hope to go forward. The way forward is worship in thankfulness. Regardless of what the rest of this year holds. Here's a couple verses to close and we'll go to our time of sharing. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
We heard this read, whatever you do, whatever you do, whether it's eat, talk, sleep, spend time in prison. Really, Lord? Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We're going to go into a time of sharing our thankfulness in our rooms. This is our act of praise today. It's actually an act of praise. And I know many of you, even in your smaller settings, get nervous or afraid to speak in front of others. But I want to encourage you today. What if you just imagine that you're saying it to God today? Forget about everybody in the room. You think, I couldn't do that. Imagine you were just saying it to God today in an empty room. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, put a comment, uh, especially on Facebook, of thankfulness in in the comment section. Live streaming, you're going to stay with our room and be able to hear those that share in our room. And if you're in one of the other venues, one of our elders or room hosts are going to lead this time of thankfulness. Remember, I want to encourage you, try to have everybody in your room, since we're smaller groups, say something. You can speak more than once even. We're going to take about 10 minutes uh, for this. Um, If you can, have everybody share, even if it's just one little phrase. And when you see me come back up here, to the podium. Uh, Those in your room, I encourage you to wrap up that time together. So room hosts, you can go ahead and mute your TV. Don't turn it off. And in our room, uh, Dave Starkey and I are going to walk around with some microphones. We'll be back together with all of you watching in other venues in about 10 minutes. And those of you online, stick with us. Dave, do we have another mic? Do we have another one, David, I can use for our room? There it is. Cameron's got it. Bring it on up. Dave and I are going to bring this around. We're going to wipe it off in between. Thanks, Cameron. I appreciate that. But we just want to take a time we're still streaming, right, too, David? So, see, you guys, I think David's going to move the camera so you can see around the room and see who's talking. I, I want us, this is an opportunity for us to encourage one another, um, just to um, spur one another on. So I want you to think about something, whether it's a phrase. Maybe, maybe it's one of those trials. Maybe it's one of the things that was let through the shield that you want to even share. Um, so let's do that now. You can kind of put a finger up, hands up. We'll take some time. We'll come around and, um, and, and uh, just let us share in the room. So anybody want to share what you're thankful for? I'm thankful for health so far, our family, and we too, and everybody we're associated with so far is healthy in spite of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, we have, our church has stayed very, for the most part, clear, and, and those that have had, we were so grateful that they've recovered well. Thank you, Jesus, what you've done by coming to earth, dying for our sins, so we have a place to go after we're through. Mm. Thanks, Randy. Richard, let's go over here. Go ahead. Do I stand right there? Either way. I'm thankful for our country, the United States of America, in spite of all that's gone on. And of course, thankful for my family and friends and also especially for the Word of God, Mm -hmm. the Holy Word of God, which above everything else we know is the truth, the truth. We can count on it, although we can't count on all these other sources of news that we hear. Mm -hmm. So many other things I could mention, but we'll let some others speak. That's great, Richard. Um, I'm thankful for all the teachers at my school who have Mm. pretty much overworked themselves to make (laughs) this year the best that it could be. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll add to that. I'll share mine, Sydney. I, I just I think of the teachers. I'm just thankful for all of those who um, this unique time of this last year has put an extra strain on. A lot of first responders, healthcare workers that we have. David, thank you for all the service you've been doing, and others in our congregation who serve in the health field. Um, you know, I just you take for granted, uh, even as our medical system is strained and, you know, we've got lines and waiting. I mean, compared to a lot of places in the world, we have some great care. So thank you for those that serve in that way. That's something I would share today. Who else? Adrian. All right. Um, I, I'm thankful, even though this whole COVID thing kind of put a damper on a lot of our lives and whatnot. I'm really thankful that it gives us time to be around the people more, mm-hmm. like our own like people that we live with, kind of, uh, you know, we, we're there to help each other and understand each other and just grow the family stronger because we have a pretty big family in our home. And I'm really grateful that, we, that I get to spend those little times with them, kind of mm-hmm. um, become one, mm-hmm. you know. Um, also, I'm very grateful that now that, you know, we don't go out as much and, and, and do all that kind of stuff, or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a l- allowed pretty much myself to kind of learn other things that will help me to serve God here, mm-hmm. you know, with you guys, um, but like drums and yeah. now piano and I mean, trying to grow myself and it gives me some time to be at home and not have to worry about, well, I got to go do this. I got to go do that because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So just, it's, it's something awesome. I, I know a, a lot, it's hard for some people to see it that way, but for mm-hmm. me, I'm, I'm grateful that I get that time to, to grow. Yeah. And we're so thankful. I know we've said this before, but I'll say it again. We're so thankful that we have a drummer here and that he was raised up inside our church. Yeah, you can applaud that. Sure. You know something, Adrian, you said that I, quick, real quick I want to comment on is that I, I just saw this week, actually, and I was really encouraged to hear it from a really reputable source that they are finding that actually during this COVID time, that youth, in particular teenagers, their levels of depression and satisfaction and joy, depression's going down. And levels of feeling connected with family is going up. It's shocking, actually, what is happening through this forced time. This is just a way to see God working in good ways. They are finding youth are becoming more connected to their family more than ever, and depression levels going down. So praise God for that. That's a blessing in disguise. We'll go back to Stephen and then Anna, and then we'll go to your side, David. Or David, there's anybody over there. Hey, Stephen, want to share something? I'm just uh, really thankful for how Bethany Church has welcomed us since we moved from California. Thank you, Bethany Church. Yeah, you bet, Sue. We'll go to Anna and then. I was going to say something really similar to what Adrian said. I One of the things I'm most thankful for has been a lot more time, just slowed down time with Sophia and with David, particularly with Sophia. She... We've gotten to spend extra time with her, and she's learned how to walk much better. Her walking has improved so much this year. So I think that's been a gift from the Lord. Yeah, a direct correlation, huh? Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, okay, we'll go here with Heather and then uh, David. I was thinking as we were sitting here singing, I was thankful for Sophia. I love to hear her join in in our singing. Mm -hmm. And even in the noise she makes in the service, I am just thankful for her. And um, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. I think uh, your mom's got something right there, too. Norma. I'm so thankful for living grace that God has bestowed upon me down through the years. And I'm also very thankful that God led me to this particular church 
and that I can worship at a, where the Bible is taught and preached. Cameron, let's go back to Cameron back there. That's great. <laughs> so a few years ago, I was going through a rough time, and a, a friend here at church shared some wisdom, and he said that uh, it's not all supposed to be mountaintop experiences. Uh, sometimes things are going to get rough, and that's when your faith is really proven. Uh, that's when you actually live it out. And that was helpful then, but I've really leaned on that recently because things have been really rough so um, it's nice to know that I'm not just doing it all wrong I don't feel close to God now but I'm still living out and remi reminding myself of the truths and his promises and uh, you know the mountaintop moments will come again in the future but right now I'm just living it out and that's part of the Christian life mm -hmm. so I'm thankful the for the opportunity to do that yeah. You're not alone in that right now. You're not the only one feeling that. And to share um, your road of perseverance right now is kind of what um, a lot of the life of discipleship looks like, doesn't it? Thanks for sharing that. Nick? Yeah, I think along the same lines of, of forced time to slow down, forced time with family, uh, but even being in ministry and not being allowed to do a lot of things that it feels like the calling to do feels like I find my identity in and God's just forcing me to strip that away and um, rest in him. And then also um, just giving me eyes to see that even little conversations I have with um, fellow coworkers in ministry or other people that um, God creates new conversations and opportunities to disciple people and bring people along and pray with people and have um, those conversations that I probably wouldn't have been able to have and, um, or maybe even wouldn't have recognized um, in those different times. Mm. Thanks, Nick. Last night, I was reminded of those that came over on the Mayflower, and I wanted to say I'm thankful that these men and women took the, the challenge to get away for religious freedom and created a, um, an environment to allow us to have a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, not forced on us, and that has allowed us to be able to worship here, mm -hmm. even though restricted because of things, that's okay. But we can freely worship publicly without fear of reprisal mm -hmm. like in other countries around the world. Well said, Dave. Yeah, that's great. In many ways, we're kind of, we are dependent on so many who have come before us, whether it's in our own nation or those in the Word that passed the story down and, and recorded it for us so that we could be here today. We, we're totally dependent on them. We, we stand on the shoulder of, of giants that came before us, right? Any others in the room? Pam? Yes, I just want to say thank you uh, to God and to everyone in our church family and our family extended. Um, we are very grateful um, and for God's grace and mercy each and every day and for the doctors that are caring for us mm. and helping with our health issues. 
bless them all. David? Um, so something that is a good, good word today, Jeff, about thankfulness. But uh, when we started getting cases, um, when it started in March, uh, my unit at the hospital turned into the COVID unit. And so uh, it was kind of scary and freaky. And we've seen a lot of folks with it. But um, the Lord has preserved the lives of all of our staff, none of our staff have gotten it. Um, and even though there's been outbreaks in other parts of the hospital among staff, all of 14C, um, we are, <laughs> we're COVID-free. And um, I'm just really thankful to the Lord that he has been preserving us and he's been answering the prayers of um, a few of us who've been praying and asking for that. Mm. So thank you, Lord. Yeah, and you specifically prayed for that, right? You should say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah there's, a, um, there's another sister who works there. And both her and I felt like just impressed upon by Jesus to pray that none of the staff get it. And so I was like, okay. So I started praying that none of the staff would get it. And so far, none of the staff have gotten it. And so we're continuing to pray that way. Mm. And um, yeah, so we're, dude, the Lord answers prayer. I'm thankful <laughs> the Lord answers prayer. What a great opportunity, huh? Yeah. Thanks, David. Jeff shared, it reminded me of Corey Tenboom. Do you remember she was in prison and it was um, um, a concentration camp and she was thankful for lice because it kept the guards from coming in to investigate them so they could have prayer and carry on. So sometimes the things that seem the worst can be a blessing if we look at it the right way through God's eyes. He has unconditional love for us. I think we'll wrap it with that, Doris, if, uh, unless there's anybody else. That was that's great, a great reminder. Well, if you in your rooms, as you're, thank you for those of you who shared here, and as you're coming back together in your rooms, um, I wanted to just uh, share with you. You may have saw the video at the beginning um, that Caitlin made for us. Thankful for her to do that. Actually, one, as I share these, one more thing. I'm really thankful that the Lord, um, as, our, as we talked about our building being done, we didn't realize this, but, uh, you know, over time and over the years, we've been adding some televisions in places, not knowing that God was actually preparing our campus to be, and putting wire in different places. We didn't know he was getting us ready to stream to five different rooms on our campus, but he actually did, and to wear some minimal work, and, and David and his dad, Tony, have done a lot of extra work to get some of these wires run, and so he was getting us ready for this before, uh, before it even happened, which, thank the Lord for that. I mean, thank God for that. Yeah, here's a couple as you're coming back together. As I think, or what are we doing? I start the worship band coming back up. Uh, as they come on back up, to, we're going to close a couple songs. Listen to some of these that were on the cards we put on our wall, and you saw some in the video. Grace. Kids playing and learning and growing and wonderful teachers in the kids' hall. That the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in me. The COVID-19 shutdown to allow our church to remodel to go unhindered. <laughs> That's one of those lice ones. Praise the Lord for the fact that as his children, we can look at these challenges as being divine opportunities to draw ever closer to him, to see his faithfulness proved once again, and to share our hope with those who are not yet, uh, do not yet know him. Hallelujah. Being able to look back at the past year and all of its challenges and say there actually been some of the happiest times of my life. 
God has brought our family closer, taught us patience, made me extend grace to those around me. Bible study group, life group, Bethany ministry staff, I'll say amen to that. Christ in me, the hope of glory, the strength he gives to allow me to live and obey. The word of God, generations of faith, uh, Brielle and cousins and family, Sophia worshiping, our elders, I'll say amen to that too. Deer, who's thankful for deer? There's one that's a little deer drawn on it. And then finally, David B., the one who plays guitar. <laughs> we got two of them, so we'll let this David B. close us with some songs. Go ahead, David B.